This is the Thoughtful Travel Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Kendall of the notaballerina.com travel blog. Every episode, I'll share travel tales from several fellow travel lovers, and together we hope to entertain and inspire you, remind you of some of your own great travel experiences, and encourage you to hit the road again soon. Welcome to episode 264 of the Thoughtful Travel Podcast. Today's episode is titled Celebrity Encounters on Your Travels. And you might think that celebrity encounters isn't something that really fits with a thoughtful travel podcast. But as we reach the end of another kind of rather tricky and difficult year, I suppose, during these pandemic times, I decided it was time for something a bit lighthearted. And I've been collecting these stories for a while and absolutely love them. They're all about meeting famous people while we're traveling. But, uh, well, the funny thing is, well, maybe it's not that surprising given, you know, my listeners are fairly like-minded in this way that all of the stories are not kind of like starstruck. Oh, I met this famous person and I rushed up to them and blah, blah, blah kind of stories. Not at all. But um, but anyway, I won't tell you more. I'll let the stories well and the guests speak for themselves in a minute. But um, first of all, I must tell you about my own celebrity encounter. Uh, I probably should preface it by saying that I'm not really a good pop culture kind of person. I'm Well, I guess I'm more likely to recognize some obscure nonfiction author than a current movie star. I'm really bad at that kind of stuff. Um, but that maybe explains why my famous person sighting dates all the way back to 1985. So yes, I was nine years old. It was on our big six-month camp vanning trip around Europe. And it's important to note that I have had grown up on a really steady diet of British comedy that was uh, both a lot of what was on Australian TV back then and especially what my family liked and watched together. So one of our favourites was an old comedy called Are You Being Served? It was about uh, the employees of a department store. Um, if you haven't seen it, there are plenty of episodes on YouTube. I already went down a rabbit hole watching some of them today and it was uh, quite a nostalgic trip down memory lane. Anyway. So the point is, this celebrity might be very meaningless to many of you, but I still remember exactly the situation like it happened yesterday. We were in a bank in Venice in Italy. Back in those days, we were traveling with traveler's checks. And so every so often, we would have to spend some time in a bank trying to get them converted into cash. It was always a hassle. But we were in this bank in Venice, and we saw the actor who played Mrs. Slocum in Are You Being Served? Molly Sutton. And we all, the whole family recognized her immediately. I remember she was like on the other side of the bank. We didn't speak to her or anything, but we were all like, oh my goodness, it's Mrs. Slocum. And, um, you know, for us, I think, especially because, you know, I'd grown up in Perth and back then, especially we never saw anybody famous, you know, anybody who was anybody did not live in Perth. And um, the idea of seeing someone we knew from TV was like this massive thrill. Uh, you got to remember, this is like, you know, at least a decade before the internet became something we'd even heard of. Uh, so <laughs> actually, the funny part to this story is I actually phoned both my mum and my dad today to fact check this memory because I was only nine years old and I thought, I'll just check. And so I rang my mum first because she actually has a typed copy of the travel diary she kept on that trip. And she's usually pretty reliable for fact-checking um, incidents from 1985. But I asked her what she remembered and she was like, oh, no, that couldn't have been in Venice. We didn't stay in Venice long enough to go to a bank. But 
she also couldn't think where it would be. And then she uh, read through her diary and couldn't confirm or deny any of it. So I kept, okay, well, we'll see. So I phoned my dad and I just sort of gave vague, you know, do you remember that we saw someone famous? And he immediately said, oh, yes, in a bank in Venice. I was like, yes, I was right. Um, and then we uh, did agree that it was definitely uh, Mrs. Slocum from Are You Being Served? And um, so I figure both of us can't be wrong and it must have happened as it did. But uh, but it's a good reminder. Of, you should note all those cool and important things that happen to you in a travel journal. You might think you'll remember, but you don't always. So anyway, that's my, uh, my like, I really don't think I've had any other celebrity encounters on my travels. I probably have. I just didn't know they were celebrities. So um, that's me. But on to my guests. And um, my first one is from a dear friend, Jennifer Johnston. Now, Jen first told this story on a travel writer's Zoom drinks call last year. And uh, of course, when I was thinking about making an episode about celebrity encounters, I had to get Jen to retell it for the podcast. So when when I was in America as an exchange student at the University of Massachusetts, I'd, I'd take trips whenever I had the opportunity, like um, Easter break and things like that. And I think this was Easter. And I have um, a friend that I went to high school with and her parents lived in Nashville, Tennessee. So I had prearranged to go down and, and meet up um, with them. And her father and mother are Australian, but he's um, he was a leading heart surgeon in Nashville and had been there for 20 years or something. So she, she'd grown up in um, Nashville, but she'd come back to Australia to go to high school because there was a connection at the high school. I think her mother went to the same school. Anyway, um, so I was with her family and, and they said, oh, we're just going to a friend's place for lunch. And I said, oh, okay, and who's that? And she said, oh, Johnny Cash. And oh, no, this is a really terrible thing to say, but um, I've never up until that point really been a country music fan I, I like country music now. So I actually didn't have any idea really who Johnny Cash was. <laughs> so off we go in the car, we turn up for lunch and, you know, we're met by this very tall, you know, quite imposing um, figure at the door, welcomes us in and we sit down and we meet his wife as well, June Carter Cash, and we sit down – like. I can't even describe the house, and I don't have any photos of it, which is the most annoying. Sacrilege. (laughs) I know. It's it's just pure memories. But um, it was the house uh, by the lake that one of the BG brothers bought. Oh, okay. Many, many years after, you know. So I kind of like followed a bit of the history um, Mm. of the house. And then whichever BG brother owned it, um, it caught on fire. Oh, no. You know was wow. destroyed so it actually doesn't even exist now right but anyway so so back to lunch so <laughs> we're sitting there and I'm all of 20 and I'm just like you know a beautiful grand table um so my friend's parents um and all their kids are there and my my friend and um they've actually got I don't know whether you call it a maid who was, you know, serving us right. lunch. And, yeah. and I remember that, you know, the, the um, table being very fancy, you know, and all the um, plates and, and stuff, really beautiful. And I'm thinking, what could it be on my best behaviour here? <laughs> anyway, um, there's this pot in the middle and June stood up and said, I'm going to serve you um, my famous pea soup. <laughs> and I'm just sitting there going, 
Oh, no, because I cannot stand peas. <laughs> I absolutely oh, no. hate peas. Oh, no. But I knew that, you know, to not have it would be very impolite. In- yeah. Insulting. Insulting. Yeah. So, you know, she served them up, and I just remember the bowl of green soup just sitting in front of me, and I thought, you know what, the best I can do is probably just take a few sips, you know, yeah. and yeah. just consume a little bit of it. So that it's considered polite. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I did that. Got through. Got through lunch. I can't even remember what the next course was, but I just remember the pea soup because I'm just like, oh yeah. no, of all the things, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, my um, um, Johnny Cash is just such a hospita- hospitable um, oh, host. Nice. Um, he wanted us to go and have a look at because I think he's part. Cherokee or part oh, Indian or maybe okay. he had an interest in Indian history but he took us to this room where he had these beautiful big um, uh, books filled with parchment paper and they were all filled with original um, sketches mm. of all these Indian chiefs Oh wow! and, and Indian women. I remember that distinctly. Like hmm, it was cool. just, you know, and he, he was like showing, you know, peace boats. And I was just like, oh, this is interesting. But I still didn't click who Johnny Cash was. Like, oh, so, so terrible. And your friend didn't, um, like, say to you, hey, this guy's really famous or anything, like, as you're no, on the way or anything? No, because I think for her, so the connection, um, he had um, a heart issue and her oh. dad had operated on him. Right, okay. So that's how they became friends. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So... So it was just normal to yeah. her that they knew him. So yeah, it yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, oh wow! <laughs> but it was it was yeah, just a very interesting lunch, very interesting day. He ended up like showing us one of the latest movies that he was in, and I'm just like going, okay. I really actually wanted to get out of there because I just was not wow. Like you know, if I could rewind now and go back with my knowledge of who he was and who he became, yeah. I would have been. Taking it in a lot more and possibly maybe taking a photo on my silly little camera, <laughs> which would have been the real, you know, the, yeah. the film, the canisters. Yes, exactly. Anyway, so, yeah. yeah. yeah oh, goodness. So when such, did you realise how famous he was? Like only much later or? Oh, it was probably when I was like late 20s. And I think <laughs> I repeated that story. Yeah. And people were like, Johnny Cash. My dad loves Johnny Cash. We grew up listening to Johnny Cash. And so, and then exactly. I don't know when, when the movie came out, um, Walk the Line. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, a not, few I'm years not really back, good. But, but, yeah. but I watched that and yeah. I just went, no way. <laughs> That's who he was. That's who she was because June, June Carter Cash was famous in her own right. Yeah. And I'm just yeah. like, Jen, Jen. <laughs> so my, my, my friend who's, you know, was the daughter, she just she just tells this story and said, you were not interested. You were so not interested. And I'm like, yeah, I know. I mean, I knew I was at a beautiful house and they were special people, but I just didn't realise the enormity. <laughs> I just love Jen's story. Now, funnily enough, um, not recognising that you're in the presence of, you know, quite a famous celebrity is an ongoing theme for this episode. And the same thing happened to my next guest, Vicky Sahami. This was in 1995, I think, again, 
was that true? No, 1985, 85, sorry. Still very vibrant. Anyway, I was about 20 at this time and my parents had um, left the country. So I didn't have any place to spend my holidays. And I was in school and I had a friend from high school who was um, in an interesting family. She was fairly wealthy and they and they would often vacation at these different places. So the mom had this thing where she would just rent someplace cool, whether it was, you know, in Africa or in, in, in Europe or the Caribbean or whatever. And she would just tell her kids where it was, send them tickets, and they would all go there and they would have a fabulous Christmas holiday. Wow. Right. <laughs> That's not what my Christmas is like. (laughs) No, my parents moved to China and basically said, have at it, kid. Good. (laughs) You know, it was nice to see you. We'll see you in a year. No concern about the holidays. So anyway, I was in my dorm room when I got a call from her and she said, well, I know you don't have anywhere to go for Christmas. Why don't you join my family? We're going to be in Antigua, which is an island in the Caribbean. And I'd never heard of it. I had to look it up on a map, find my ticket, get there. But it was fabulous. It was lovely. And in 1985, and I'm not entirely sure about this, but I think, you know how there are places where the rich and famous go. And then after about five to 10 years, the regular people hear about it. And then we start going, you know, so this was kind of in the transition period where Antigua was that place. And then I think normal people started to show up. So we were kind of in the transition zone. So some wealthy people and famous people were still finding it, you know, suitable. (laughs) So... (laughs) So anyway, we were we were just horsing around on the beach and they, they have those those platforms out in the water and, and we had swam out to the platform and there was myself and my friend Polly and and um, and this other person who we had met that day and we were just hanging around with. And then this older gentleman swam to the swam up to the platform and he introduced himself as Jack. And he says, do you mind if I if I share the platform with you? for a little while. And we're like, sure. Um, and so he did. And, and I looked at him at one point and I, and I said, you know, you look familiar to me. It, have, have we met? And he says, no, no, I don't think we've met, but, but you may have seen me on TV, <laughs> <laughs> which in 1985 for me was, you know, I was the most likely of the three people to have seen somebody on TV because I had actually grown up with a television, but my friend Polly had not. Oh, well, this, this guy from the Fashion Institute of Technology who had come over from Europe probably was unfamiliar with American television. Mm-hmm. So I was it. So I was it. And I, was, and I didn't know who he was. So I was like, OK, whatever. So we threw the ball around and splashed in and out of the water and, you know, just 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 hung out for 30 minutes, probably told stupid jokes. I remember the joke he told us, actually. And um, and then. <laughs> And then after about 30 minutes, these three just drop dead gorgeous women on the beach stood up and waved at him and called out and said, Jack, it's time to go. We have to go to the airport. (laughs) And so he said, "Okay, well, I got to go. And he dove off and swam back to shore. And that was it. So it was sort of bugging me that that (laughs) about this guy, because I had a feeling that, you know, there was something there. And. I got on the airplane to go home the next day and I open up the in-flight magazine and there's this two page spread for the current movie that he was in, which was Pritzy's honor. I don't know if you know that one. Yes. Yes. It yes. Was, yeah. I mean, I saw it in the theaters, um, but it had been in, you know, several months earlier that I'd seen it in the theaters and I was not a horror fan. So I had not seen the shining. I had not seen any of these other ones that he had, was famous for. 
Um, but I had seen Pritzi's Honor, which was why he looked familiar. Familiar. <laughs> but um, anyway, so so I opened up the in-flight magazine and I was sitting next to Polly. I said, Polly, this is him. Look, I told you. And that was Jack Nicholson. It was, just, it was embarrassing that I didn't recognize because that was that was sort of silly. Well, I mean, it's probably, well, yeah, I don't know, it depends, I suppose. It's probably nicer for someone famous, especially, you know, kind of that famous, to just hang around with people who are not treating him as though he's super famous. So perhaps yeah, he didn't he, mind. He seemed to enjoy it. If he wanted us to know who he was, he could have certainly dropped his last name. He could have swum back to um, shore sooner if he didn't like hanging out with you. So um, he must right. have been happy. <laughs> That's so right. funny. Though. Well, we didn't, we, none of us looked quite as nice as his girlfriend. I got to tell you that. <laughs> we were just... Why were there so many girls? I guess maybe that's what happened. I don't know. And I, I don't know if it, I don't know who he's married to or who he was married to or whether he was, you know, I don't know what the story was. But well, there was one young one and one older one and one, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I'll have to do some research. Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> So with the benefit of hindsight, I feel like I would have recognised Jack Nicholson. I think he looks pretty distinctive, but um, perhaps I wouldn't have, especially kind of, you know, out in the sea in a summer holiday. So I love this story as well. And uh, yeah, maybe I would have done the same. Now, my final guest today is Bev Malzard, who had a different kind of celebrity encounter when she was on a media trip to Kota Baru in the Kelantan state of Malaysia. When we were up there, we were stayed at a hotel and the two PR boys in the hotel took us to dinner that night for shark's fin soup and, uh, I'm, you know, not fond of, no. you know, bits of animals that we, they need to, you know, drive themselves. Yeah. And um, so we sort of did that and they, afterwards they said, would you like to go to a, a nightclub? And, I mean, it's a Muslim state and it's very, um, well, not so much then, but, you know, very conservative. So mm. we go to a nightclub, pretty daggy, but full of people, and there was a band playing who were, you know, a bit ordinary. And But it was a, you know, it was a night out yeah, and having a drink and everything. And, you know, we look around and the door opens. Now, this is about 25 years ago. The door opens and this tall man walks in with very glamorous as in really glamorous women this, around him <laughs> and an entourage of, that looked like, you know, bodyguards or henchmen. And um, he was waving a gun around in the oh, air. And I said, the guy, I said, who's that? And they said, oh, that's the king. I said, oh, okay. Because in Malaysia, they I don't know if it still works, but each sovereign state has a king. Uh-huh. And a, a king has a different ter- different kings, different states every year or whatever. Anyway, I don't think it was his turn that year, but, you know, he was the king. And when they, he came in, uh, everyone's so obsequious. Oh, the king, the king, clapping him. I'm thinking, Jesus, he's got a gun. <laughs> and um, But they all thought he was terrific. Then he goes up on the stage, still waving his gun, <laughs> and took over the microphone and sang with the band. And the band are going, oh, it's the king, like it's Elvis or something. <laughs> he sang really, really badly. And everyone's going, oh, bravo, bravo. You know, like he was like he could sing. And I thought, God, this guy's, a, you know, weird. And afterwards, and um, my girlfriend I was with, she was very kind of tall, blonde, very pretty. And um, he came over to the table and he sort of grabbed her hand and held, kissed her hand and said, oh, you must come back to my place. We're having a party tonight. 
And she went, ah. Oh. And I'm kicking under the table. So I said, do not go to the king's place. Do not go with the king. So we got He has a gun. <laughs> we, he has a gun and he's got a palace and, you know. He <laughs> might never come out. <laughs> <laughs> so we skedaddled out of there. But that was quite kind of funny thinking, you know, it could have been. He's he's one of his wives. Yes, who knows what what that could have led to? But I'm sure, I believe you made the right choice. But um, yeah, yeah. that was a funny place. So I am pretty sure that deciding to not go home to the palace with a king with a gun is a sensible life choice. But I do, you know, I can't help wondering. You know, it would have been very intriguing to see what happened. But perhaps it was the safest choice. So, thank you so much for listening to episode 264 of the Thoughtful Travel Podcast. Who'd have thought I'd do a Celebrity Encounters episode, but I hope you've enjoyed it. I had so much fun putting this episode together and have been down all kinds of rabbit holes and had a good giggle at my uh, at my guests' stories for a second or third time because, of course, I've already you know heard them as we record them, but as we recorded them. But yes, lots and lots of fun. So thank you so much to my guests. Um, I started off chatting with Jennifer Johnston and you can read more of Jen's work at her blog, Travel Bug Within at travelbugwithin.com.au. I next chatted with Vicky Sahami. Now, Vicky actually has an interesting side business running solar eclipse tours. In fact, she's coming to Western Australia for a, um, to take a group to see the solar eclipse in 2023 up in the in the north of WA. Um, you can find out more about her trips at SiriusTravel.com, that's S-I-R-I-U-S. And finally, I chatted with Bev Malzard, and you can find more of Bev's writing at Travel Gal on the Move at TravelGalTravels.com. Don't forget, you can join our groups and have a chat with like-minded travellers there. On Facebook, we are the Thoughtful Travellers Facebook group. Just search for Thoughtful Travellers in Facebook and it's easy to find us. And for LinkedIn, if you go to notaballerina.com slash LinkedIn, it will redirect you to the Thoughtful Travellers group in LinkedIn as well. And all of these links and more are in the show notes. And for this episode, the show notes are at notaballerina.com slash 264. Hope you enjoyed the episode and as always, thank you so much for listening. This has been another episode of the Thoughtful Travel Podcast. Show notes and other information are at notaballerina.com slash podcast. Join me again soon for another chat about why we travel. Bye for now. Bye.